I'm Jen. I'm the witch. Hi, I'm Vic. I'm the skeptic. Welcome to my roommate's witch. Kitchen witch edition. I'm sorry. Victoria's doing something really weird with her blanket. (laughs) I'm tangled in this blanket and I don't know how to fix it. (laughs) This is super embarrassing. (laughs) You look like an idiot. The listeners think that you're the bully to me, so now I have to reestablish my dominance How as do the bully that? to you. I think that people comment on our photos, like defending in my and like defense, say, and they say, "Jen, I'm so sorry for your friendship say, with this bully." <laughs> no, but like seriously, in our comments on Instagram, which I have been reading. Um, People are like, I agree, Jen. And I think it's because they think that you're bullying Oh, me. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's happened, like, multiple times That's by funny. multiple people. So Victoria, I think it's happened once. No, it, I, it's, like, three times. Anyway, so Victoria's not actually bullying I me. just cleaned our apartment. She did. I'm just saying. She did. Okay. Well, speaking of cleaning, kitchen Kitchen witch. Yeah. So, Vic, what's your, like, I general like impression she means the blanket, not the podcast. <laughs> I do mean the blanket. Anyway, what's my general impression of kitchen witchies? Yes. Witchies. Witchies. Um, my impression is Molly Weasley, as I've said before in a previous episode. Um, so what does Molly Weasley do that makes you consider her to be, like, your quintessential kitchen witch? Well, she's a homemaker. I feel like she's the. That only sounds misogynistic. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's the. What do you mean? She's a stay-at-home mom. Um, she's the only. I feel like she's really the only character in Harry Potter who's an adult that like doesn't have a job. So listen, she takes care of the burrow, um, and she has a watch. I mean, it's not a watch; it's a clock that tells her where her family is at all times. That's big cancer energy in her kitchen. That is such big cancer energy, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, you would know. You're a cancer. I am. Um, I just crab walked across the floor. I didn't. That's not true. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> like in the exorcist. <laughs> that's. I think she does that. No, I think she does. I was about to dissent you. I've never you. seen it. I was about to dissent you, then I realized you were I probably I know you've right. never seen it. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't watch horror films. Um, I don't really either. Yeah. So, Kitchen Witchcraft is sort of... Um, in my opinion, like, the OG, like, sector of witchcraft. Um, Like, so last week we talked about beach magic, sea witches, things like that. Um, There's a lot of, obviously, different categories with which witches can fall into. Um, But if you, as I've mentioned in a ton of our other um, episodes, like, uh, witchcraft really did originate as sort of like a home sport. Um, a home sport. A home sport. You know, something that was done in the home to protect the home, protect the family members, um, and to really to really keep, like, the family and the self afloat. Um, and as, like, I've also said, um, a lot of uh, witchcraft is affiliated with, like, midwifery and, like, very early, like, medicinal practices. So... Um, kitchen witchcraft really expands a ton of different um, categories, you know, things like garden witchcraft, green witchcraft, um, cook, cooking witchcraft. There's a lot that it's really um, more so 
a more collective term might be something like cottage witchcraft. You know, if you think about like the whole cottage, the whole home, everything that has to do with the home being okay. filtered through witchcraft. So kitchen witchcraft can be really anything from, you know, uh, harvesting in your garden to cleaning up your floors to making some herbal remedies for yourself. Uh-huh. I mopped the floors um, the other day and I used way too much soap at first and it was a disaster (laughs) and then I figured it out (laughs) I did come home that day and the entire house smelled of like very strong apple cider vinegar and at first I thought thought I had apple cider vinegar day I thought I had left like cottage cheese out or something and I was coming back to like spoiled dairy this was not that day this This was Friday and I literally mopped with soap Thank you. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so... Before I get too riled up. Before you get too riled up, nothing gets Vic riled up quite like soap. Um, okay, southern yeah. lady. So witchcraft really did originate in the home, um, and often witchcraft was sort of spread throughout um, villages or townships, you know, by a witch who, you know, makes, makes something to put on a cut or a wound or... Um, you know, makes a Neosporin. Maybe think a little more primitive than that. <laughs> um, or, you know, makes a healing stew and sort of brings it around to all the neighbors. So in this way, like witchcraft was really about like camaraderie and, um, you know, sharing what you've got and, um, you know, using your expertise as like a medicine woman or as like a midwife. Um, and as, you know, really embracing like these home crafts like home arts. remedies yep remedies home remedies tea stews brews yeah oh my god victoria hates it when i say that i just it think it's so funny so because it's much. like you sound like a frat boy but you're talking yeah. about witchcraft <laughs> what i'm talking about teas. <laughs> what do you say teas brews stews no tea stews brews oh okay i'm sorry <laughs> you have to say it with that infliction yeah um so there's a lot of ways uh i guess i I, something i um thought of in between when we recorded this whole podcast only to realize the mic wasn't on and don't tell them we did that again (laughs) our subsequent re-recording of the podcast i've been reading jane austen for class and now i use words like subsequent what jane austen all of it where we just finished Northanger Abbey. All of We're reading like several books. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, something, someone got called a vain croquette in this, in this novel. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to call Vic that one day. Anyway. I, I recently watched a movie about Jane Austen. Yeah. It's called Becoming Jane. It features Anne Hathaway and James McAvoy. And it was delightful. I bet $10. And it's on Netflix. I'd bet $10 that Jane Austen was a lesbian witch. Um, but we'll back burner that right. for now. Um, yeah. So um, some people who, like, I might find um, partic- themselves particularly drawn to kitchen witchcraft, cottage witchcraft, etc., um, would be, like, people with more home-oriented um, astrological signs. So, like, think you're what cancer. Do you mean home-oriented? So, like, cancers, um, they're like, sort of known for being home buddies. If we think about, like, 
what the cancer is represented by the crab. Um, it literally, it's got its like shell on the outside and it runs okay. around with its home. Well, what else is? Carrot, uh, cancers, really cancer. Carrot, carrot, if you're a carrot astrological <laughs> sign, um, please report for duty. Um, yeah, but like cancers, Tauruses, sometimes Pisces are sort of known to be like more home focused um, astrological signs, um, okay. especially if you have any of those in your like, um, in different areas of your chart. So, um, you can be a, like it's it's nice for people. I really like to view my home as like a sanctuary, like somewhere that I want to go to, um, which is why being a roommate is disappointing. <laughs> it was what? a joke. Oh, I was making a joke. Oh, because you'd rather live alone. No, like, not in this economy. No, I was like saying like oh. you were mean. It's disrupting my sanctuary. It was a joke. Oh, me being yeah. your roommate. Yeah, it was just a joke. Um, it was it was funny. <laughs> it was actually one of Victoria's and mine's like after uh one of one of our first like disagreements. Um, Victoria was like, I just feel like I'm the only one who cares about the house. And I was Why like, Why do you call it a house as an apartment? Because I am a kitchen witch and I'm like oh feeling like I have a house. Okay. Anyway, but I was like, she's like, You think I'm I'm the only one who cares about this house? And I was like, You did not just say that. I love our home. Um, anyway, but so, yeah, so those folks are usually a bit more drawn to, um, kitchen witchcraft, home-based witchcraft and magic. Um, yeah, so before, I'm going to get into some, like, more practical, like, ways that you can practice kitchen witchcraft for yourself. Um, but before I do, I think, like, a big part of being a kitchen witch is, um, simultaneously, like, working with what you no, I think it's really about working with what you have. Um, so when we think about, like, the witches of the olden days, um, they were using, like, in their... How olden? Like, f- like pre-Christianity <laughs> paganism. <laughs> okay. Um, well, see, that's helpful because I was thinking, like, 1400s. So you're talking, like, that would, way No, that back. then, too. Like, really just up until the point of, like, okay. mass. <laughs> up until the point of the mechanization of the farming industry. Okay. Um, so really up until I can do But the point what the point is, um it Get was to the point. It was a, I was trying to and you interrupted. Um it was really about like working with what you have. So they so which is we're using like the things that were in season or the things which they had like harvested and like um canned like preemptively to use the next season or canned or preserved in some way um so I think a lot of uh as you like go about and pursue kitchen witchcraft um of course do what you can with what you have so if like what you have available to you is a zucchini from Walmart that is a perfectly acceptable ingredient to use in your tea stews brews but if you I think the like closer you can get to either something that you grew yourself or um, maybe something from like a farmer's market um, where you can really like meet the people who have been um, producing what you're about to use in your magic I think like anytime like the closer you can get to the source the better mm-hmm. um, but then again I guess the argument against that is well which is have always been working with what they've got um, and what you have access to is not like farmer's market bullshit materials, then feel free to continue otherwise. But I personally get a lot of like satisfaction and feel like my magic works better when I use things that I've like either handcrafted or handgrown um, or I've gotten uh, from like a sustainable like local source. Um, so that would be my rec- first recommendation. Nice. Um, yeah. So tea stews brews. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to get that tramp stamped onto my body. Um, So 
Um, there are medicinal and um, energetic or spiritual correspondences for most of your common like kitchen um, spices and um, vegetables, fruits, like anything which you might be using in some sort of recipe. So um, I would recommend in – so a lot of witchcraft can actually be done by like going to your spice cabinet and pulling different mm-hmm. um, herbs and such. Um, so I would sug- – I'm not going to go into them because um, we do have a lot to cover today. But um, you can very easily look up like different seasonings and spices, which you might already have on hand, um, which can be used for magic. And so um, you can sort of incorporate those into your magic in, you know, literally you you grab your like cinnamon and you run into your bedroom to to get your alt at your altar set up and mix it into your cauldron. Um, but I think kitchen witchcraft is also about like looking at these everyday like house based tasks that we must complete as adults um, as opportunities to infuse magic. Um, so incorporating um, like I needed a little extra protection and strength today, so I put some cinnamon in my coffee and I stirred it clockwise to set the magic and set the intention. Um, and so I think using, um, everyday opportunities in like cooking and like, um, making teas, I think, uh, anytime that you prepare something for yourself, um, you can use it as an opportunity to either infuse like directly with these like, um, herbs with correspondences, <laughs> um, you know, like selecting specific like herb spices, etc. um, with their intention or setting uh, in, uh, setting a positive intention without those things, like simply using your energy and your magic. Um, yeah. So those are just... Put it out in the universe. Yeah. Put it into the universe. Like It's 2K19. Yeah. You can always, always... <laughs> I love that you were just there for that. You were like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that is factually true. <laughs> Objectively, looking at a calendar, true. Um, but yeah, but you can infuse energy and magic into anything that you do. And whether that's like making something for yourself or making something um, for someone else, either way. Like, I think that's what's... One, two, three. That's my birth control alarm that goes off every night at this time. Whoa. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, if you're an audience member who's taking birth control and you haven't taken it yet and you need to, um, anyway, <laughs> take it now. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think one of the most beautiful things about kitchen witchcraft um, is that you can incorporate, like, other people into it fairly easily. And it's, you know, sharing some positively charged tea with your roommate who's upset um, is something nice that you can do. I think kitchen witchcraft is about, like, inclusion um, no one's and family. Upset. I'm curious. No, I'm not. Because Rosie's never here, but I'm not upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Her roommate. We'll, we'll, we'll hang some, we'll all hang some like attraction charms on her door frame so, so she'll come home. Um, it sounds like she's missing. Like we know where yeah, she is. Not, we know, we're like, she, we're praying she'll come yeah. home. <laughs> no, like we know where we're she gonna is. We're going to get on the local news. So in the same way that, like, cooking um, can be a, a ritual and, you know, making your own, like, tinctures, little medicines, of course, with doctor supervision. Don't do anything stupid. Um, Get vaccinated. True. Uh, my essential oils will not protect you from polio. Um, yeah. So in the same way that we're looking at things like cooking um, – and making as a ritual, um, cleaning can also be a great ritual. So incorporating essential oils or um, 
herbs with correspondences once again. Um, you can make a lot of your own cleaning products, which is like cheaper, more, fewer chemicals. Um, and you can set intention to literally clean and like spiritually cleanse. Um, so like as you walk around, like, uh, so a good example would be, um, like window washing liquid is a great time to set like, um, protection enchantments and charms over your home. So, uh, don't just wash your windows, set the intention that like negative energy and negative, uh, spirits will keep out. Um, if that's something that you're looking for, um, keep them out, keep them out. Um, and literally like tell them no, 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 <laughs> literally like making a barrier of protection for yourself. Um, that's a great thing that you can do. Um, you can also like, as you're like cleaning your floors, like, um, really scrub not only obviously the dirt, but also like the energy which is collected, like as people like travel through your home. Um, that can be something that you do. Uh, so little, so these are like little things that um, you can incorporate into um, your like cleaning routine, which can help you um, set up a magical intention for the day. Also things like um, making your bed in the morning with the intention that uh, you're going to get to come home that evening. Like, setting oh, the, there's just, don't oh. even begin to talk to me. My mother, it's the one thing that she just won't let go is that she's like, D- you have to make your bed in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't do that period. Well, I don't, I, I don't always make my bed, but I do think like, um, there is something not only like psychologically satisfying about like, making your bed in the morning. But I think it's also, I do think like it gives me an opportunity to like put, I have very extreme vivid dreams. Um, and so I do feel like in the mornings, if I can get up and make my bed, I'm like, okay, these, this is, and sometimes they are like psychically, um, sometimes they are like psychic premonition. So it's like, okay, we have closed like the dreamscape and now we're going into the world and then getting into the like ritual of getting into bed at night is also like, um, something that is like, it's helpful for me to like take down covers to wind down. Um, so I think it's like, yes, there's all these like interesting psychological things, but I think it's a super easy time to incorporate magic. Well, I'm not going to do it. Well, you don't have to. And you can't make me. Oh, I'm not making you. I'm just chat. I'm just, but it's so see like little everyday things can really become like catalysts for you to incorporate magic. (laughs) So something else that you can do, um, for your cleaning and cleansing is to make a broom. Um, or have a broom dedicated to your uh, spiritual cleansing rather than like literal cleansing. So brooms have long, you know, sweep that bad energy out of there. Um, so like you can run into the forest and um, make a broom with a bunch of different natural materials. But I do think natural materials are usually best for that purpose. Oh my um, God. I'm just thinking about how I was a camp counselor for a very unsuccessful week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't make it a week as a camp counselor. I made it one week. Excuse you. Okay. And <laughs> one of the worst things was like they had to do chores, obviously, mm-hmm. in the bunk. And these were like eight year olds and they had no idea how to sweep. And it was so frustrating because I was like, I guess you're just small and inept and I have to do it. What age group were you put with? Eight year olds. See, I, I feel like that. you should have been put with like older kids. High school. I know. <laughs> I was put with 14-year-olds. And if you're listening, I love you all so much. Um, They're not listening. Are they listening? Maybe. They follow me on Instagram. So. We'll get them on the show. Get them on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, like, I, it was good because they were messy. It, it was. It's really hard to enforce, like, cleaning rules when you yourself are a messy person. Um, 
but I did it. Anyway, so, so yes, so you can have like a special broom to do cleansings if you want. Um, you can also just use your regular broom and set that intention. Um, yeah. Um, another thing. So I came up with this idea around, um, Yule as sort of like covert witchcraft. Mm. Um, yeah. So if you're, whenever you set a table, you have the opportunity to make an altar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Drop, mic drop. Um, yeah. So when we think about things that you would usually use to set up like a fancy dining table, like candles and decorative gourds, if it's like, In this if it's fall, <laughs> if it's fall or like, um, I used like pine cones and like pine um, branches and needles and well, stuff. What if it's spring? Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> what about summer? More flowers. Sand. <laughs> Sand. Yeah, but or say again, like so you can bring so um anytime you like do a fancy table setting, it's the opportunity to um set up sort of like a fun, like makeshift kind of altar thing. And uh like so for this this Christmas slash Yule, because my, my, I'm still in the broom closet, um, but this Christmas slash Yule, like, I took great pride in setting our Christmas dinner table, and I brought in elements of, like, pine cones and cardinals, and, like, I lit two candles, and it was just a nice way to sort of, like, um, give a nod to what I was celebrating while still participating in, like, the family Christmas festivities. Um, so I think table setting is really fun. And I mean, if you're following like a more like traditionally Wicca practice, like you have like, you can do elemental representations of like earth, fire, water. So like candles to be fire. Okay. So excuse me. My sand idea was smart. Yeah. Well, if you're a sea witch, you could decorate your table with like sand well, and seashells. And yeah, well, but, but you could, you could do like a potted plant and you would have earth or you could do like flowers and water for like earth and water. It's really just about like setting the intent. And I don't know what you could do for air. I would have to think about that you breathe it in you breathe it in you put a little oxygen on the table maybe you could do something like eh, brainstorm in our instagram or something yeah, i'm trying to think about it too and i'm like no I yeah can't think well anything. i guess you could set out like an empty bowl and be like that's the air <laughs> that would be dangerous with the candle with the fire <laughs> don't do that okay next so yeah whenever you set a table it can be um it, it's an opportunity to make an altar and you can have a lot of fun with that at your like dinner parties and everything um, yes, yes. So there's Ooh. also like, um, a bunch of medicinal teas that you can utilize. I'm listening. Um, tea has always been a way that people incorporate herbs to sort of cure whatever's ailing them. Um, so, you know, I think a good place to start is like a specialty tea shop. Um, so, you know, maybe it's, and keep, you know, specialty tea shops have a lot of different options, um, and they have, like, digestible-grade herbs. So if you wanted to start, you know, making your own teas or making your own blends, that would be a great place to start. Um, keep in mind that sometimes uh, – so uh, something I was just reading about is, like, rose tea. And if you, like, go to a florist and buy a bunch of roses, obviously those roses have, like, significant amounts of chemicals on them to preserve them. Oh, my God, them. don't put those roses in your mouth. Exactly. So don't put, like, those – so you should make sure that you're getting, like, um, digestible-grade, like, herbs and stuff and you not – just picking crazy stuff. Before, right before Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. I saw an ad for roses that last 365 days without wilting. Yeah, and I've seen like, that before. No, it's wild. That's 
stupid. For, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, yeah. And I was also on this, like, rose thing. I was, like, reading, like, um, another great way you can practice. Um, like, they probably don't smell like anything. Like, I don't even smell like roses. I'm sorry. I'm getting heated. It says it smells like roses on the website for, like, the whole year. Yeah, but so, like, I read this thing that was, like, rose bushes, like, the first year that you have them, you shouldn't use the roses you harvest off of them because they're also covered in chemicals. You have to, like, let them die and then regrow. So it's, like, right. a chemical-free cycle. So it's just really interesting. So, like, just make sure. That is interesting. Um, yeah, and, I mean, of course, working in the garden is another great way to practice, like, um, kitchen witchcraft, hearth witchcraft, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so there's also a lot of divination tactics you can use. Oh! Divination. Oh, you can read, yeah. Mm, get Trelawney. Um, you can use centered around the kitchen. So you can read tea leaves. You can read coffee grounds. You can read, um, you oh. can scry with a flame. There's a lot of different things that you could do. Um, for, what the heck is scrying with a flame? Um, so in the same way that you might like look into a crystal ball to like see like visions, you can do you, that with a flame. Oh, you look into the fire like Game of Thrones. I haven't seen you. I'm a big fan. It's coming back in April, baby. It's just you know that like, I have that on my calendar. Just because you're like incest. Oh, that is a very small plot point. Anyway. Yeah. Actually, um, it's a pretty big plot point. Anyway. My continue. notes got out of order, so I'm, we're going oh, back to no. tea. Um, so in the same way that you make a charm pouch, you can also make like a tea bag. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> very informative. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, there's also uh, another exciting, like I was reading, I was – uh, doing some research and they sell like little it's like um, I think I want to say it's like Polish or something but I forget um, traditions where there's like these little witch kitchen they call them kitchen witches and you like hang them in your kitchen for like good luck and she, her broomstick is a spoon and it's cute wait oh it's a folklore yeah it's like a folk, little folklore thing okay I was just I just thought that was that cute, is cute. Um, and it's sort of also in that little like kind of vein you can wait, also her what's a spoon her broom. So instead of riding a broomstick, she's riding. Oh, a, because she's tiny. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. Is that cute? I like it. Yeah. And because she goes in your kitchen, like it's a spoon. I was. I think I'm gonna get. They're only like ten bucks. I think I'm gonna get one for our kitchen. Ew, you're gonna buy like a spoon or like a doll? No, what? like the little kitchen. Did you miss this whole segment? <laughs> <laughs> They're little witches that like ride like a like a spoon. Yeah, what do you mean? You think you're gonna get one? Yeah, you just order them off of Amazon. They're like the size of like a Christmas ornament. Oh my god! I thought you were saying that there was a like folklore about a little witch that like comes and rides your s tiny spoons, but you meant like it's just a no. Thing you they're want like little. Line. Well, you can make them. They they would traditionally be made. They're like little pop, okay. like almost poppets that are on that are meant to be kitchen. I thought witches. it was like an invisible fairy comes and she rides your spoon. I really don't think you should insult the fairies when our cat clearly sees them <laughs> and they are known to be tricksters. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you can incorporate little cute um, traditions like that around your home. Um, I think also making your home a nice place to be is a great way to start curating magic. Um, you can also do what's called a witch's ladder, which is, um, there's many different ways to make them, um, but it basically is a literal, like, small ladder. Um, I'm holding up my hands without a credit card's distance apart to demonstrate the size the width, the size and width of the ladder. Um, so they can be as long as you want, and they usually um, incorporate, like, things for good fortune um, or Why good are they luck. called a ladder? Because they're a literal ladder. Oh, okay. They make a tiny ladder. You, like, build a ladder. Yeah. But they're not, like, a full-sized ladder. They're, like, the size, again, like... 
I mean, make it as big as you want. I don't care. But, yeah. like, generally about, like, the width of, like, a credit card and a half. And then, like, about a foot tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like, little rungs on the ladder are the things for good fortune. Um, yeah. So, another fun form of, like, f- fortune telling, which is sort of, like, uh, rooted in folklore, is um, – so, it's so you have to tell your guests before you do this so no one chokes and dies. But um, you take – so, if you're making, like, a loaf, for example, you'd incorporate um, representative things. So, like, a ring. Yes. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yes, I think we have. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll yeah, say yeah. it again. But so, you drop it in and you mix it up. And all these, like, different little, like, trinkets and tokens. Um, I don't know what the other ones are. But then you bake it, and it's like, if you get the ring, you're going to get married in the next year. Um, And so that's just, like, kind of a fun little, like, get the ring in your slice. That's kind of, like, a fun little thing you can do. And I said ours was, uh, we used to do it in French class, and it was a baby Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Win, like, a prize. That was a really weird day. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then so, like, also just changing, like, thinking about other little things, like, you know, when you're sewing together your shirt, which got a hole, um, you can you can imagine you can do like sewing back together like a relationship or anything that's like broken in your life. You can like infuse like the positive intention of sewing something back together. You can just throw that at it. Um, so I guess like if there is a household chore, you can probably make it witchy is sort of the point of kitchen witchcraft. Yeah. Um, And I think it's about using, you know, you can incorporate things like natural medicinals. Um, You can, there's just a lot that you can like sort of unpack um, and sort of add into your your routine with um, kitchen and cottage witchcraft. I'll also say like, um, it doesn't just, like we had mold in our shower last week. So I did bust out the bleach and not my like, charmed you know so I I don't think it's like either or I do feel like a lot of the times when you start talking about like herbal remedies people are like no I never take like western medicine or they're like I believe all herbal medicine is bullshit like you Mm -hmm. can usually do both give and take yeah it's like a give and a take so I I will still bless bust out the bleach if I feel it's necessary um but I I so I don't think like kitchen witchcraft is like all or nothing um and you know, if you like, we live in the city, and so like you can get little house plants to like facilitate your like green witchcraft. Um, you know, even if you don't have a very big kitchen, you know, just making yourself a cup of tea is enough. Like, I'd never want anyone to listen to this and be like, oh, well, I don't have the like resources, time, or I don't live in the like re- quote unquote like right place to be able to do this. Like, there's a bunch of you can incorporate witchcraft and like even just stirring your tea clockwise is good luck. You know what I mean? It's like just taking these, all these like ideas and figuring out how it can best be incorporated and applied to your life. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, Ellen DeGeneres. They came from very little and now they have it all. And I just want you to know that if you want to do witchcraft, you can. Are you about to cry? (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just thinking about Oprah and Ellen. We're having a really strange evening. Um, yeah. Um, so I really think, like, at the heart of Kitchen Witchcraft, it's working with what you've got, doing what you can do, and incorporating magic into your everyday life. Um, and if that's something you're drawn to, congratulations. We're a Kitchen Witch. Look yeah. at you go. Do you have any, like, other questions or anything? 
Well, not after I brought up Oprah and Ellen. Yeah. She's too busy crying. <laughs> Get her some <laughs> tissues. Um, yeah. You know Ellen's 60? That's crazy. I know. She looks not a day over 50. Really? I think she looks like 40. All right. Oh, we're doing – oh. I'm Vic. And I'm Jen. And, and that's, that's the spook. spook. Oh, I hate it already. <laughs>